He is our Prince of Peace. He is our victory. Amen. The song says that I love you more than anything. Anything in this world. The world wants you to think that success equals that you're busy. Or that being busy equals success. And they want your eyes and your focus on everything else. But all we need is Jesus. Lord, I love you more than anything else. Lord, all I want is you, God. Lord, all I want to do is please you, Jesus. Powerful. Powerful. You may be seated. definitely in here tonight. I'm still extremely nervous being up here. You would think after each time you speak, it would get easier, but it doesn't, at least not for me. And I think God will allow people to be used in the place that they're not comfortable being used. And I am, I am not comfortable being up here, but I'm in submission to God, in submission to my bishop. By God's help, we're going to get through this together. Bishop had told me back in February February that I was going to be speaking. Um, I really didn't know a date. He didn't give a date. Um, all he said that I would be one of the ministers that would be preaching. Well, we went on a vacation, and I hadn't heard anything since then, so I was crossing my fingers and hoping that he had forgotten. <laughs> that didn't happen. Um, actually, two weeks ago when Brother Danny and uh, Brother Mike were up here speaking, I was sitting right there where Sister Mary was at. Brother, Brother Danny was speaking, and... I was paying attention, looking at him, and I see Bishop kind of do this number where he leans around to look around him, and I see that. I look right at him, and he mouths, you're going next week. And I look behind me, like me? He's like, yeah, you're going next week. Um, When he told me that, um, when I realized, you know, what exactly I would be doing, um, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Um, it felt like I got hit through that chair and I was sinking. And um, Kaylee says I'm dramatic, so she's probably right. But um, but the reason why I felt that way, if I could just be real tonight, is I feel that I don't deserve to be up here. Um, in a lot of aspects of my life, I feel that I'm not good enough. Um, that's something that I struggle with. I always seem... Um, to let someone down, or I find myself not trying as hard as I should, um, and I just find myself, in my eyes, being inadequate. So when that time came and Bishop told me that I would be speaking, all those emotions came running in. But I can stand here in front of you today and tell you not anymore. I don't feel that anymore. I don't struggle with that anymore. Brother Mike, I don't care anymore. I just don't care anymore. 2018 is my year. 2018 is our year. Amen. Amen. You see, if I continue to beat myself up and doubt myself, I'm contradicting the very things that God has promised me. Now, I don't know about you, but I want those promises to come to fruition in my life. And I know that I struggle and I know that I doubt myself, but I know that they will come to fruition. The Bible tells us so. 2 Corinthians 1 and 20. You can turn there. I'm just going to go ahead and continue. 
for the sake of time. For the promises of the Lord are yea and in him, amen. Amen. To the glory of God through us. Again, the promises of the Lord are yea, as the Greek translates it. Yes, even so, surely, verily affirmed. So what am I doing really when I doubt myself, when I tell myself that I'm not good enough, when I tell myself that I've done too much that God wouldn't and God couldn't use me? What I'm really doing is I'm allowing that condemnation to come over my life and in turn ultimately keeping me from the things that God has for me. Not anymore. Not in 2018. Not anymore. Wednesday night, two weeks ago, Brother Danny and Brother Mike was up here um, speaking, and they did amazing, by the way. Powerful words of God. Um, it was life-changing. It was, it was words of God that wrecked my mindset, the mindset that I was in. Brother Danny, I'm going to make God the ultimate priority. Brother Mike, I'm going to take back some things that I've let go. Amen. See, I found myself coming to church and living for God to please other people. And that's just the honest truth. Forgive me if I get emotional. I'm emotional, so just yeah, deal with it. <laughs> you see, I wanted to look the part. I, I wanted to act the part. I wanted to do those things because I wanted people to see me, be able to look at me, and not tell that I was spiritually dying. And if there are others, that doesn't work. It doesn't work. You might think it's working, but it doesn't work. God has your number. See, I wanted to flow into the radar. I wanted to do everything that I needed to do, just enough to get by. I wanted to sing the right note, be at the right meeting, go to Bible study, just do the things that everybody expected me to do. And even in that, I found myself failing and lacking in certain areas. And every time that happened, I would beat myself up. And it would, tear my, it would tear me up, and I would just struggle because I would carry it. But I realized something, that if I would just put the same amount of effort that I was putting into pleasing other people, into pleasing God, then I would find the true self-worth, the self-worth that I was blindly looking for, what my life is truly meant to be, what it's meant for, that I would, I would find that. The weeks leading up to the impartation services, I had been praying a specific prayer. And I know I'm probably the only one in here that doesn't pray like they should. But the prayer that I made a point to pray was that, Lord, if I don't please anyone else, I want to please you. Lord, show me the way. Give me the words. Show me what I need to do to please you. Only you. And when that first Wednesday night came, that first night that Bishop started with the impartation, he began to lay hands and an excitement grew in me because I was so ready to hear what God had for me. Because I was seeking something and I was looking for something and I just didn't know where to find it. So when my turn came, I was all excited and Kaylee wanted to go before me. I said, no, I'm going first. You know, I kind of like, I'm just playing. I didn't, I didn't do that. Um, when that time came, 
and Bishop began to speak. In my mind, I was praying and really seeking God and really wanting, you know, an answer to my prayer. And as he started to speak, the words that resonated the most in my spirit that seemed to hit me like a truck was that the Lord, Bishop said this, said that the Lord just wants you to love him, to just love him. Now that phrase just resonated for some reason. I didn't really know why, but it ended up being the answer to my prayer. See, I was praying, Lord, I want to please you. Show me what I need to do to please you. See, I was doing everything else, but I wasn't doing the one thing that he really, really wants us to do, me to do. Now, I know I'm talking about my personal experience and what was said for me, but I'm telling you that the Lord delights in you just loving him. He delights and is pleased in you seeking him and having a loving relationship with him. And that's what I need. And that's what I, that's what I need to do. And in 2018, that's what I plan to do, no matter what. Psalms 147, 10 through 11. He does not delight in the strength of the horse. He takes no pleasure in the legs of a man. The Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him, in those who hope in his mercy. See, this is David speaking, a king, a commander of war. That's why he uses a horse and a man or manpower as an example. In other words, God is not impressed with what we can do physically. Though he may use us through our many talents, and God has blessed many of us with talents. I believe everybody has a talent. God seeks for those who will trust him, who will call out his name, and know that he will take you to the, through the things that you need to go through and keep you on the path that you're intended to be on. See, God has too much in store for my life. He has too much in store for my life for me to be insecure in my spiritual authority. There's too much at stake, church. There's too much depending on my choice to act. Brother Mike, it is time to take some things back. I believe I can speak for a lot of us that we have let go of some things. We need to grab a hold of the things that God has for us in our life. This is our time, church. Can somebody say this is our time? Amen. Bishop, that following Sunday after that first uh, Wednesday, um, not this past Sunday, but the um, service before, the Sunday service before, you said that you felt something had changed. You said something has changed within the church in a way that ushered in the angels of the Lord. Now, you might have been talking about that particular moment in that service, but that phrase... That saying resonated in my spirit as well. Now, you may have been talking about that specific service on Sunday, but I will say that something has definitely changed. And for me in my life, that change started when you obeyed the word of the Lord and started doing these impartations and laying hands on people. You see, what's happening is uh, gifts are being imparted into us, into his people at this church. And I truly believe that along with those gifts that were being imparted, there was revelation that came unto each person that you laid your hands on. And I know this to be true because it happened to me. A revelation changing how I think. A renewing of my mind. Romans 12 and 2 
can turn there. I'm going to go ahead and continue reading. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is acceptable in the perfect will of God. Another translation says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And that's where I believe I'm at. That's where I believe we as a church are at. Church, we are headed to a place in God that we need to be ready. God has given all of us an opportunity to change how we think, to be transformed in the spirit by the renewing of our minds. No more doubt, no more fear, no more timidity. Say no more. No more. See, we have to take this opportunity and open open ourselves up to this transformation. Receive it in Jesus' name. Because once we do, once we allow ourselves, we in fact open the door of God's plan in our life and set ourselves straight and right on track. And there ain't nothing the devil can do. There ain't nothing your coworkers can do. There ain't nothing your loved ones can do. There ain't nothing anyone can do that can change what God has for you. But, but, if we let ourselves, God's chosen people, reject and turn away from it, we can miss the very thing that God wants for us. If I may, I'd like to read a parable out of the Bible. I'm sure we're all familiar with it. Matthew 25 and 14, it's the parable of the talents. Verse 14 says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country, who called his servants and delivered his goods to them. See, so right off the bat, we know that by us having a part in the kingdom, we have been entrusted with his gifts. We have assumed the role as stewards of said gifts. And that's a big deal for a lot of those that want to be in control all the time. Those that want to dictate where and when and what they do in the kingdom. God's kingdom. Are you acting as a steward? Or are you acting as a master? Are you after God's benefit? Or are you after your own? That's just food for thought. Verse 15 says, and to one he gave five talents, and to another two, and to another one, to each according to their own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. God has and is imparting gifts, but like the talents, not everyone is going to get the same gift. Not everyone is going to get the same walk or have the same experience as the next person. See, some people are not going to operate where others might. And that's okay because verse 15 also says that he gives according to our ability. And that's what's happened here. In the impartation service, if you got prayed for, you can trust that God has imparted something into you. And you can trust that God is going to give you what you need and allow you to be used where you need to be used. We need not worry about the person next to us, but only on what God wants us to do. You see, it's up to us, church. 
It's up to us. Say, it's up to me. Verse 16 and 17 talk about how the first two servants has doubled their gift before the return of their master. Verse 18 says, um, but he who had received one had went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. Verse 19, and I'm going quickly through this because I don't want to take too much time. Verse 19 and 23 talks about the return of the master and the servants recounting their gifts with him course with the first two doubling their talents verse 24 then he had he he who had received the one talent came and said lord i knew you to be a, a hard man reaping where you have not sown gathering where you have not scattered seed verse 25 and i was afraid and i went and hid your talent in the ground look there you have what is yours you see the third servant was given the same opportunity The same opportunity as the other servants. Yes, maybe not as much, but just as important to the master. See, the third servant did not use his gift for the benefit of his master. He hid it. Why? Verse 25 says that he was afraid and he called his master a hard man. Second guessing not only his master, but himself. Verse 26 says, that his Lord called him a lazy and wicked servant, that he should have deposited his money and that he would collect it with interest when he returned. But he didn't. He didn't act on what his master had given him. Church, the time has come. God has imparted in each of us a gift. And where we are going, we are going to have to be ready to be used. You see, it's up to us. We have to act. Will we take, the, we take what the Lord has given us and be used by it for the benefit of his kingdom? Will he tell us, "Good, well done, good and faithful servant? Or will we do nothing like the third servant, stricken with fear and doubt, hiding the gift? I don't know about you, but I don't want him to call me lazy. Because I know that I'm making it to heaven. I'm making it to heaven and I want to be used the way he wants me to be used and I want him to be proud because Lord, I want to please you. Lord, I don't want to please anybody else. I want to please you. Church, I want to be used mightily in the kingdom. Something I had been, something I had been dreading. Something that I didn't know if I wanted for my life. felt that I wasn't capable and I wasn't ready there was some test that I had to pass before I could do it I can tell you you don't have to prove anything nobody's opinion matters God is the one God is the one you need to please by loving him developing a relationship using the gift that he's given you. I want everything God has for me. Bishop, thank you for listening to God. It's 
revelation that I've received has saved my life, both physically and spiritually. Verse 29, to end the story, starts by saying, for everyone who has, more will be given. I don't want to miss out, church. I don't want to miss out. We can all stand. started this out by saying that I was nervous about tonight it's true I was so nervous and I may have totally missed it and this may have been for no one else but myself but I did struggle with fear I did struggle with doubt I did struggle with self-worth that I couldn't do the things that God has called me to do. So if there are any others would like to tell you tonight that it isn't about us and what we feel we can or cannot do. It's about pleasing God. It's about seeking Him. It's about developing and cultivating a relationship with Him. Church, if we can do that, then we will truly be in His pleasing, glorious, and perfect will. Can you just lift your hands tonight?